Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another installment here on Trench Warfare. But tonight's installment, ladies and gentlemen, will be a little different one. We're going to look at a luxury ocean liner that fell victim to a German U-boat back in 1915. It was a four-stacked, nine-deck luxury cruise liner of the Canard Line that was on its main voyage from New York City with its final destination set in Liverpool, England. And so, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, join me tonight here on Trench Warfare, broadcast to you live from Tuesdays for Tomorrow, as we look at Trench Warfare, the war, the seeking of the Lusitania. She had arrived in the early 1900s in New York City back then, before she was sunk in May of 1915 off the coast of Ireland. She was built in the United Kingdom and had operated on the Canard Line, although luxury ocean liner disasters of that era wasn't actually common commonplace or wasn't anything new. Earlier in April of 1912, as we all know the story, the RMS Titanic that operated on the White Star Line, despite being American-owned, had struck a huge iceberg while it was headed to New York City from Southampton, England at the time. That merely caused the deaths of a few hundred thousand passengers. The RMS Titanic was also a mail, a mail carrying ship and so was the RMS Lusitania. What was the Lusitania you might ask? It was the name of a luxury cruise liner that had a little more than 100 Americans on board back in 1915 when she had sailed from New York City with her final destination set at Liverpool, England. By her own appearance, she had also resembled the RMS Titanic in a way. Just different ocean liner, cruise liner, liner companies. The Titanic was operating on the White Star Line. The Lusitania, the subject for tonight's episode here on Trench Warfare, operated on, on the Canard Line. Yes, like its many predecessors back then in those days, it had its first, second, and third class storage, or steerage as they call it. The RMS Lusitania had four boiler stacks, unlike the Titanic of that era. And she also had a modest crew, awfully one of the uh, experience in ocean liner travel. But when the Lusitania had departed New York City in 1915 in May, they thought it was going to be a smooth sailing. 
they were supposed to stop at a port that was somewhat or has least been located in Southern Ireland before heading towards Liverpool, England, its final destination. But little did the Lusitania's crew, ocean-bound going crew, and its passengers of both second, or should I say first, second, and third class, none of them will have foreseen the events that would often take place as we will explore more deeper in tonight's episode here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow. During the year 1915, ladies and gentlemen, the war was already in full swing since it first broke out in autumn of 1914. Already, the battles of Gallipoli and the first known aerial bombing raids that took place over England, including the first fighter dogfights that were being fought over both the west, western, and eastern fronts during the First World War, were already being played out. Whereas, on land, many people have resorted to trench warfare on both battlefronts of the conflict. But at sea, ladies and gentlemen, as I pointed out in our previous episode here on Trench Warfare, the war has also evolved to include the ocean-bound naval battles that also took place. Ever since the war began, many Allied convoy ships that were aiding Great Britain that were sailing out of both Canada and the United States that was neutral during the First World War before it had herself entered into the war by 1917. Many of these convoy ships, despite sailing in larger lines and larger groups, were being sunk by several hordes of German U-boat attack submarines that prowled the ocean mainly of the North Atlantic Ocean. But as the First World War continued on throughout the year 1915, there was a lonely ocean liner that already had departed New York City from its docks. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the RMS Lusitania. On board this four-stacked ocean liner whose appearance somewhat bore a striking resemblance to the RMS Titanic that sunk in in the North Atlantic Ocean a few years prior back in April of 1912 were over a hundred American citizens on board possibly on their way for business trips to Liverpool, England and elsewhere But as this ocean liner peacefully sailed throughout the dangerous choppy waters of the North Atlantic Ocean, when it got to nearly a few miles off the coast of Southern Ireland, there was a German U-boat that was on the prowl at the time. This German U-boat of the Imperial German Kriegsmarine 
was identified as U-20. Not very much was known about this German U-boat that had been prowling off the coast of Southern Ireland at the time when the RMS Lusitania was about to pass through it to get to Liverpool, England, passing through both Ireland and the western coastline of Wales, or Kimuru as it is pronounced in Welsh, in the Welsh language. It was by then that when this lone German submarine suddenly made itself known while being submerged underwater. Although the German submarines back then, known as U-boats, were often very stealth-like and very solid running deep underwater naval vessels that can take out a convoy ship or even defenseless peaceful ocean liner such as Lusitania. But when the Lusitania herself had finally got off the coast of Southern Ireland in May of 1915, while the Great War was still going on on both fronts that were being fought on the European continent, the captain of this Imperial German U-boat, dubbed U-20, had thought the Lusitania, which was actually an ocean liner trying to get from New York to Liverpool, England, at the time, when it was passing through via the southern tip line of Ireland, thought that the Lusitania was just another Allied convoy ship. And thus so, when he had sighted the Lusitania via his own periscope while his submarine was being submerged, he finally gave the order for his crew to fire the torpedo that ultimately bring this huge peaceful seaside bound ocean liner that operated on the canard line at the time down into the misty waters of the Irish Sea. When the German sub had finally sunk the, the RMS Lusitania, over a, a hundred American citizens that were on board that ill-fated ocean liner at the time in 1915 had lost their lives. It had also greatly shocked the world ever since the, the likes of the RMS Titanic had also shocked the world back in April of 1912. But since more than 100 Americans have perished during the, the seeking of the Lusitania during the year 1915, back home in the United States, it had sincerely horrified the American public and the American government. And it soon became one of the chief reasons why the United States, by two and a half years later in 1917, had chosen to enter into the First World War on the side of the Allies. When the Imperial German naval crew of U-20 had returned home back to 
back to the German Empire, they were given medals. Elsewhere, during along the Western Front of, of the war, everyone was still mourning the losses of, the, of that fateful, tragic sinking of that ocean liner. Why did the German captain do it? No one knows. But only one thing is for certain. The reason why he had sunk the RMS Lusitania is because he thought he was just attacking another Allied convoy ship that was bound for the United Kingdom at the time. When instead, he had fired and sunk a peaceful ocean-bound going luxury liner ocean liner that also had carried huge stacks of mail unlike the previous ships of the Titanic the Britannic the Britannia the Carpathia and others during that decade in the 1910s and so ladies and gentlemen this now ends this latest installment here on Trench Warfare, my 25-episode podcast series about the First World War in its entirety. And so, I would like to say goodnight, ladies and gentlemen. May God bless all of us, our children, and our planet. And I really want you to think, not panic. I hope you all enjoyed tonight's installment here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow. Or if you just started listening to my podcast and any of its episodes, whether if you're using Spotify Podcasters, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, Apple or Google Podcasts or wherever you're hearing my voice or my podcast then we sincerely welcome you all if you're also listening whether it be a man, woman or, or a child if you're listening to my voice here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow in any of the known social media platforms such as Facebook, X formerly known as Twitter Instagram, Meta or any other type of social media platform either here in the Americas or even around the world, especially in Europe and elsewhere, that currently or is now playing podcasts that you have chosen to include me onto onto your podcast library, then I sincerely welcome, welcome you all. And I really do thank you all for your generous encouragement, your support, and your advice over the years. But for now, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say I'd like to bid you all good night, and we'll see you again real soon here on Tuesdays for Tomorrow. Good night, everyone.